the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon, and welcome to the Friday edition of The Ride Home. We've got a, a, a jam-packed show for you. Kath, good to see you. How are Happy you? Happy to be here. Excellent. Always enjoy a Friday on The Ride Home. Yes, I'm looking forward to a, uh, a fairly mild weekend for the, uh, for the February uh, end of February. And what does that make you want to do? Well, I- I've been thinking about, because the seed catalogs have arrived, of oh, course, boy. a long time ago, and I've been looking at the damage done by uh, the deer to some shrubs that I put out last year. So I went and I was, I'm looking at uh, a couple of garden tools, a, a new spade that I bought on sale at the end of last year. Okay. What? <laughs> what? 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 And I'm excited because I want to go out with my new garden tools and, you know, what, get to this, work. This is your hobby now? This is, I mean, I didn't, uh, I, haven't, I haven't thought of you in the past as a gardener, so well, to speak. No, but I, you know, I can dig a good hole. Uh, okay. You know, I mean, that's a good place to start. Yeah. No, I like to, I, I'm not a gardener, but I'm a putterer in the yard. Are you aggregating tools to help you in this regard? To some small degree. Uh-huh. And I try not to go overboard because I have limited skill and limited interest. But you need and, some tools. Unlimited space. Unlimited space? No, you have limited space. I do have limited space. I mean, you can't, if you overgrow your shed, it's not like you're going to be putting shovels in your kitchen, right? Right, right. You know, despite what we heard this past week, it does take a lot of skill to be a farmer, does it not? Yeah, of right? course it, it takes skill, skill to, It takes skill to be a very basic gardener. Really, it, it does. does. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. My father was a, an excellent gardener. Yeah. Was your father a gardener? No. Your mother? No. No one in your family? No. We, oh, we come from a gardening. Well, mm. and my, of course, my wife is from a farming family. I, I always feel sort of like the nagging urge or the guilt that I should be more than I am in the yard. But then I just- Oh, I always think that's- Then right. I want to sit in a chair. Yeah, I know. And I feel good about it. And come on. But, want, you know, so it's not a hobby. It's not a hobby of mine Okay. All yep. right. Is there a hobby? Are you a hobbyist yourself? I am a hobbyist. Yeah. You know, I, I love to take photographs. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, I, you know, play the piano. Uh, my husband, though, is the big hobbyist in the ho- it's, I don't even know if it's a hobby, though. It, it, it's part of his living. So, he, you know, he, he teaches music during the day, and then at night he plays music. I see. Professionally for other people. He plays? Guitar. Oh, okay. And so, you know, if you live with someone who's a musician, you are you are agreeing to a lot of stuff related Not, to that. So guitars, amplifiers, foot pedals, cables. Right. Uh, you what, name it. Capos. Carts uh, to carry them around. Picks, all that music stuff. Music stands. Do they find their way around your house? Are you overridden with uh, things? Well, my husband is a very organized person, and so he has his studio in the basement and mm. kind of keeps everything there except for the guitars. Oh, the guitars find their way around the house? The guitars have to be in other parts of the house in the summer. Because, because here's the thing. It's too humid in the basement. Mm-hmm. And it's not good for the wood right. in a guitar to be in a super humid environment all the time. So the guitars have to live in the dining room during the summer. I see. And have you heard of gas? Have I heard of gas? 
guitar acquisition syndrome? <laughs> no. this, it, it afflicts millions of, of Americans, and who knows how many people worldwide. No, wait a second. I, I also heard that the, the more guitars you have, it may mean the less talent you have. Uh, I think there is an inverse relationship between number really? of guitars and talent. So my husband only has five guitars, which for what he does is very small, right? And, he's, he, and if, if he buys a new one, he will cull the herd. Five? Yeah. All only, electric or uh-huh. any acoustic? There's one acoustic. Mm-hmm. So four electric, yeah. one acoustic. Mm-hmm. And so because he has just five, then it's super – It's not bad. It's, it's a small not, family. I mean I – like you brought up the inverse relationship. I know many, many people who aren't very good guitar players who have like – 20. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not complaining about six or five. I'm just saying that it's – you have – if you love a person who's a musician, you have to love their stuff. Right. It's just part of what it is. And if you're a piano player, it doesn't count. Because a lot of piano players get a little snooty. They say, well, you know, I have one piano. What do you need all those guitars for? A guitar is a completely different instrument. You sure. need different guitars for different sorts of music. Right. It's not the same for a piano. Have you ever yourself accidentally damaged a guitar? Oh, you give me a look like it. That's a. I have never damaged a guitar, mm-hmm. but I live in fear of it mm-hmm. all the time. Right, because the guitar I hate, itself. I hate to carry them. I hate to have them in the dining room only because I'm afraid I'm going to trip the, trip over them, hurt them, do something untoward. Right. Because, I mean, a good guitar, what, sounds like two, three hundred bucks. No. No. I'm just kidding. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, I'm kidding. And when it's not yours, you don't really know. You know what I mean? You don't really yeah, sure. know. You're not as careful. You don't really, you know, you're not tuned into it. Right. You so, look at it. You know it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a, an instrument, of course. There's a lot of things that go into that. Plus, there's an emotional thing as well. Right. 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 So I just would like to keep them mm-hmm. in a, If I had my druthers, I would put an addition on our house and just let him have his own room. I see. I would like to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not going to happen. No. But, but in my dream world, that's the what The guitar studio. Yeah, I would like to have the guitar studio. But hey, here's good news. What's that? Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. It's past the 4 o'clock hour. At least in this corner of the world on a Friday afternoon, all is right and well. Hey, we got a we got a great show for you. I can't wait. Uh, plus the weekend review, right? Things we love, things mm-hmm. that hack us off. What's happening in and around the city of Pittsburgh? Jubilee coming up this weekend. Oh yeah, all that and more. It's a Friday afternoon edition of the Ride Home on one hundred one point five WORD. WORD. Think before you speak. Easier said than done, right? Well, this week on Through the Bible, our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, tells us that God purposely gave us two ears and one mouth. I'm Steve Schwetz, inviting you to grab your Bible and join us in the book of James, because there's a lot to learn about what God's Word has to say on the subject of being quick to hear, but slow to answer. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Romans 10 is so powerful. How can they believe, and how can they hear without someone preaching to them? If the Apostle Paul were alive today... I can imagine him asking, and how shall they hear without a radio? Hi, this is John Somerville from Transworld Radio. I just returned from Malawi, Africa, one of the poorest countries in the world where many people don't even own a radio. You can give them a radio. You can answer the question, how shall they hear? Your gift provides a wind-up radio to a family. Why a wind-up radio? Because they don't have electricity. 
and batteries are just too expensive. Your gift of $75 gives a radio. More importantly, your gift gives hope. We're looking for 250 faithful Word FM listeners. Would you be one? Call TWR, 888-988-5656. That's 888-988-5656 or wordfm.com. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. The man, the yellow van. This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. We now return to the best of John and Kathy. Coalition for Christian Outreach, their Jubilee event is being held at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. If you're so inclined, I would highly recommend you head on downtown this weekend to be part of the CCO's Jubilee. Lots of great speakers, teachers, wonderful prayer, and of course, Byron Borger and his book book sale as well. All that going on all weekend long. And so we're going to highlight several speakers that will be at Jubilee. And we're so happy to be talking to Ellen Vaughn, who will be at Jubilee this weekend. Ellen is a New York Times number one best-selling author and inspirational speaker. Her recent books include Time, Peace, and Radical Gratitude and Collaborative Works, The God Who Hung on the Cross, Rags, Riches, and Real Success, and It's All About Him. The last one, written for Denise Jackson, debuted at number one on the New York Times nonfiction list after its release in late July. Ellen, we've been a fan for a long time. Welcome in. Thanks so much for having me. Ellen, you've been thinking and writing and uh, preparing a lot of information on someone who I grew up really admiring, Elizabeth Elliot. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm doing the authorized biography of Elizabeth Elliot. And if all goes well, Lord willing, it will be available in bookstores in September. I see. So, Ellen, when you say the authorized biography, that means that you have the close contact and approval of Elizabeth Elliot's family, yes? That's right. And her daughter, Valerie Elliott Shepard, has so graciously given me about, oh, 38 journals of Elizabeth Elliott's. And these have never 
many of them have have no excerpts have been read. And so to get the inside story of a very dramatic life from her perspective has been fascinating. Wow. How far back do the journals go? Well, they go back to when she was eight years old, and there's this little journal and pencil, and it says on the outside, no boys allowed. (laughs) (laughs) As every diary should. Yes. That's right. That's right. So they became more sophisticated over the years. Ellen, for people who don't know the name Elizabeth Elliot or might recognize the name but not know to whom it refers, talk about her and why she has become famous in Christian circles. Well, Elizabeth Elliot was one of the the leading women voices in evangelicalism in the second half of the 20th century. And she became well-known because as a young woman, she and her husband were missionaries in Ecuador among tribal peoples there. And her husband, Jim Elliott, and four of his colleagues really had a sense that God was calling them to bring the gospel to a tribe, an indigenous people group that had never heard of Jesus. And they were a very violent people. They were killing any outsiders and themselves off at quite a dramatic and um, frightening rate. And after some friendly overtures, the five men made contact with the tribal people, and all five of them were speared to death. And Elizabeth Elliot and the four other widows mourned their husbands. But as Elizabeth prayed, she thought, if if Jim Elliot loved this tribal people so much, he was willing to give his life to go to them. I, Lord, if you're if you want me to, I'll go do the same. And it was a long and involved story, which I tell in the book. But in the end, Elizabeth Elliot and Rachel Saint, the sister of one of the other men who was killed, went with Elizabeth's uh, toddler daughter, Valerie, and lived among the tribe who had killed their loved ones. And it's an incredible story of forgiveness lived out in a very gutsy way. Ellen, how long did Elizabeth spend with the people in Ecuador? Well, she was in Ecuador, all told, about 12, 13 years. She was with this tribe, who are known today as the Waodani, for about three years or so. She learned their language, and many of the tribal people realized, oh, they had never heard the good news. They realized, oh, Jesus came. He was feared for us. We don't need to spear each other or other people anymore. And they accepted the gospel. Oftentimes when you read a biography or an autobiography of a saint, it all feels as though things are um, neat and clean, that there are no uh, untoward corners. But uh, you having insight and uh, access to Elizabeth Elliot's diaries, uh, I'm curious uh, she had to be in turmoil. There had to be moments of complete mm. chaos where she was crying out. Yeah, can you imagine? No. And what I what I love about these journals is they're very raw. They're very real. They're not written in sort of a triumphal Christianese, if you know what I mean. Yes. They, and she is just crying out honestly before God. You know, Lord, what is going on? And and time and time again and. What I love about Elizabeth Elliot is she could anguish in things that were really awful and difficult, but still cling to what she knew to be true, and that was that God who is who he is. And in her later years, she became a well-known speaker and writer. She traveled all over the world, and she sort of appeared to be a very um, severe kind of 
figure. Mm -hmm. And what I love about the younger Elizabeth Elliot is you can see the real human being struggling like we all do, and yet clinging to truth in the midst of all kinds of storms. We're talking to New York Times number one best-selling author Ellen Vaughn. Ellen's going to be at the Jubilee Conference put on by the CCO this weekend in Pittsburgh at the uh, Convention Center, and Ellen's going to be one of the speakers for that. We're happy to be talking to her about Elizabeth Elliot. Um, you mentioned that Elizabeth was one of the keystone figures of evangelicalism in the last half of the 20th century. Uh, talk about what that tells us about what evangelicalism was like in those last decades. Well, that's a huge question yeah, that, that is we, a big question. we probably don't have time for. But um, it seems to me, just speaking for myself, that evangelicalism has become in recent years so connected with politics. And at the time of its zenith, in the middle of the, the last century, what it had to do with was a strong faith in biblical truth and also living out that faith in the midst of arenas of need. And so for Elizabeth Elliot, that meant going to people who were in medical need as well as giving people who had never heard of Christ the opportunity to accept him or reject him. Mm-hmm. And she became a very clear speaker of, of proclaiming truth at the same time as she was committed to demonstrating truth. One of the things that I love that she said is in talking about being a witness, often we think, okay, that means to evangelize. Uh, She says a witness is someone who has seen something. And if you have seen the truth of Christ, the hope of Christ, the reality of his love for people who are in need, then you are a witness. And she really lived that out, whether it was in a tribe of naked indigenous people in the Amazon jungle or in a a Manhattan social setting where she published her book. Mm. Ellen, I'm curious, as you talked about a little earlier about Jim Elliott and his four counterparts being murdered, I wonder, does Elizabeth Elliott talk about if she or another woman's presence in that group of five men, would that have made a difference early on? And and what about later on, her her approach to ministry as opposed to her husband's? Well, uh, early on, Elizabeth Elliott was Uh, as the men were making their plans and all the wives and husbands were in on it, of course, she argued that it should be herself and Jim, her husband, and their baby Mm. to go to the tribe. She felt that the tribe would not attack a family unit. Now, uh, it was one argument in her life that she lost, uh, but (laughs) so the, the men went ahead and went in. But it did seem that when... Uh, that when God did, in fact, open the doors to the tribe, it was to two women and a small female child. And in a way, certainly Elizabeth wasn't saying, oh, my gosh, women can do what men cannot. But this was in the 1950s when women were often really in in the backseat of of, uh, many leadership opportunities. And, And Elizabeth really quietly in the jungle lived out her calling which in that case was to penetrate a tribe that had killed five men. Ellen, talk about Elizabeth's life after um, she left Ecuador. Uh, she came back to the States. She said she became a celebrated speaker, uh, a writer, et cetera. Talk about her personal life. Well, she came back to the United States, as you said, and uh, in 
there was a lot of demand for her to 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 write. She ended up um, eventually speaking about 300 days a year. She was everywhere. And that's why to people of a certain age, she's a very well-known name in Christian circles. And she had decided when Jim was killed, she knew she would never marry again. She was going to be a widow the rest of her life. Well, much to her surprise, she fell deeply, passionately, strongly in love in midlife uh, with a seminary professor and a gifted writer named Addison Leach. He was one of the founders of Christianity Today magazine and well-known in his own right. And so to Elizabeth Elliot's surprise at midlife when Valerie's a teenager, she married again and enjoyed a, a wonderful love match. And then within four and a half years, Addison Leach died slowly and in pain from a terrible, terrible cancer. Mm. So once again, there she was with, with you know, aching, awful loss in her life. And she continued to write. She continued to speak. She was teaching at, at Gordon College. And uh, then uh, some years later ended up marrying, much to her shock, a third time and settled into the writing life for which she is known. Sadly, the last dozen years of her life, she suffered from dementia. Mm. And so this this woman who was a, a, a linguist, an, an extraordinary speaker and writer, ended her days unable to even speak at all. Ellen Vaughn is with us. Her new book on Elizabeth Elliot will be released later this year. Ellen, uh, talk to us about the. Uh, does the book yet have a title and a release date? The book will be published by Lifeway, and uh, if all goes well, it should be out about mid-September 2020. And uh, titling always comes after the baby is born. It's like you name, the, you name the kid after you get to know him, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it may well be called Becoming Elizabeth Elliot because the, it is the first half of her life. It's about her formative years as a young woman. And in that, I really hope to introduce her to people like those who will be attending the Jubilee Conference or millennials who may not know about this woman who really is an authentic hero for modern readers. That's fabulous. Uh, Ellen, let's uh, uh, switch forward to this weekend and uh, your appearance in Pittsburgh. Uh, It it takes a certain amount of courage, I believe, to walk onto a college campus nowadays or to be uh, at a college (laughs) uh, conference. Uh, There's a lot going on in academia that um, Mm -hmm. certainly is different than what we would have imagined uh, growing up in the 60s, 70s, or Or, 80s. Or perhaps even 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, talk about that. Yeah. Um, when you walk onto a campus or you engage with uh, young people at colleges, w- what's your message? What are you looking to do? Well, my message this particular weekend is one that I love. I've been asked to come and talk about faith and writing and the writing vocation as a craft. So obviously, if you have students who are interested in something like that, it is easy to talk about that uh, with them, the work that I love. I think um, whether one is dealing with students today or or one's neighbors in the neighborhood or or whomever, uh, people, if you approach them one by one, are really open to uh, a word that's a buzzword among uh, millennials, authenticity. If you're real, if you really care about them, if you are curious, I think people are quite open to um, conversation. 
And I think conversation in some ways maybe is becoming a lost art. Mm, so I'm looking forward to hearing what, what college students are interested in talking about. Well, Ellen, it's been a terrific pleasure for us to talk to you. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Ellen Vaughn, she'll be at the Coalition for Christian Outreach, the annual Jubilee event. It's underway right now and runs through Sunday at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Highly recommended. You can look online to find the Coalition for Christian Outreach Jubilee event. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour during Admissions Week, March 9th through 13th. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in, and at radio.com. Clear and cold tonight, low 21, plenty of sunshine for Saturday, high 44. Saturday night, clear, low 26, mostly sunny on Sunday, high 51. Sunday night, low 34, 
Monday, cloudy with some afternoon rain, high 43. And Tuesday, some rain with a high 50. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Okay, so here it is, the end of February, and uh, I don't know about you, but my thoughts are certainly turning towards spring. And if you're a lover of Kennywood Park, so are they. Listen to this. Uh, this is in uh, this past week's PG. Kennywood is uh, honoring its oldest roller coaster as the Jackrabbit turns 100. Mm. The Jackrabbit is the second oldest continuously operating roller coaster in the country. What? Isn't that cool? Super cool. Uh, in many ways, they say wow. in the article, the Jackrabbit is part of the landscape in Pittsburgh, says Dave Hadner, historian, local member of the American Coaster Enthusiasts. We know people from there, sure. right? Uh, it's part of a rite of passage, that double yes. dip, the iconic mm-hmm. double dip. Yeah. It's a terrific coaster. It sure is. I mean, I didn't know that it was older than the racer, actually. Yeah. I, I would have thought that racer looked older yeah. to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm happy to celebrate the Jackrabbit. Heck, I think yeah, it's a too. terrific coaster. It's short. So if you're terrified, if you're in second grade and you're terrified, it's going to be over fast. (laughs) But if you're an adult and you love it, you are going to, I mean, the the double dip never disappoints. No, it doesn't. Plus, it's back in the ravine. Yep. It's kind of cool. Kind of hidden. Or you can eat lunch in the shelter that's right underneath it. And it sounds very menacing. As a kid, you're flying by and you're like, you're yelling at people in the shelter. I love that. ah!" I love it. And you have to. You have to stand up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you Although don't mean to. Says, no, no, no. Up. I mean, oh. going the double dip. You have yeah, to. Yeah, you, do. you can't. You can't stay in your wee, seat. Wee. I, I find, Oh, and there's a tunnel. Oh, that's right. I find it still scary. It is scary. It's it's a, it's a great look. A hundred plus years. How many millions of people know. have ridden on that thing? I don't know. Do you remember your first time on it? You know, when you said second grade, I'm sure I was a little kid. That's I was in second grade. Right? Yeah. It was the summer after second grade. Because then it's like your first big ride in right. a way. That and the old-fashioned cars, you know, the big metal cars over by Kittyland. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? The auto race. Yes. Right. Which I love as Is well. Is that still there? Oh, yeah. Is it? Oh, that's, okay. that's always going to be there. I really like that ride. Me too. Yeah. I went on the racer first, though, because the racer is a little milder. Mm-hmm. And then the Jackrabbit, I think it was the same summer, but I believe it was- Different it, times. Well- the double dip is yeah, it's a lot. Plus the, thr- I mean, the thrill of competition in the racer to me sort of trumps everything. I love that. Is that we're going to beat you? Is that arranged? I don't think it is. I mean, because every time you get on, you you try to go. We try to handicap. Wait, they they just won, so are we then let's which one should we get? And you try to decide which one, right? Who's going to win the race? Yeah, but I'm wondering if it's arranged, and we're spending a lot of time wondering about something that we don't mm. have any control over anyway. Who's a uh, uh, Nick Paradise is the uh, PR guy over Kennywood? Maybe we should bring him on okay. sometime and ask him about right. that, right? Yeah, listen. Uh, so to celebrate the uh, Jack Rabbit anniversary, uh, Kennywood's asking you to to um, do something called 100 Years, 100 Memories. You give your best Jack Rabbit memory and the top 20 uh, people who win or who are chosen, they get a season pass to Kennywood. That'd be nice. That'd be fabulous, yeah. All right. So, look, here it is. End of February. We're talking Kennywood. I'm, I'm still on strike with baseball. Me too. Uh, it's going to be a while till I come around to that, right. if ever. If they but, get a new commissioner, I might consider it. Yeah, exactly. How about, I've been thinking about taking up golf. Okay. You want to do some That's golfing fine. this year? I'd, I'd golf. Mike, would you I'd, golf? I'd be really bad. You want to golf? Absolutely. Okay, oh, the three of us, we would be an embarrassment to anyone who would inv- invite us on a course. How about Gary? We should invite our boss along. The four oh, of us. yeah, right. Can him. you imagine? Come There'd on. be no way he'd would ever. Wouldn't that be fun? No, he wouldn't. I think it would be a blast. We just drive around. We just want to drive around in the carts and then have some lunch. If anyone's interested in having us on their golf course, please contact us at uh, Word FM. 412-937-1500. Four.
101.5 WORD. Teaming up with Trans World Radio to deliver God's Word to Africa. For $75, you can send a wind-up or solar-powered radio to someone in one of Africa's poorest regions, allowing them to hear the good news of Jesus Christ in their own language. Lives will be transformed through the messages that are preached on Trans World Radio. It may seem as a small gift, but it is not small because it is about life. Call 888-988-5656 or give at wordfm.com. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. You might wonder why Australians always seem so relaxed. Well, it comes down to sleep, and we can sleep like a koala full of gum leaves. So we've invented a solution to your sleep problems. It's called Pronto Sleep. Pronto Sleep is a two-in-one solution that helps you fall asleep and stay asleep. Pronto gently opens your nose to focus breathing so you can relax and fall into the land of Nod. And the built-in scent diffuser delivers a blend of four pure essential oils all night long for a butte sleep naturally. Then Pronto replenishes the oils ready for the next night. Clever, eh? And does it work? Well, in trials, 84% of people with trouble sleeping found Pronto helped them fall asleep. 74% found it helped them stay asleep. You'll find Pronto now at select Walgreens, Amazon or at prontosleep.com. Pronto Sleep is the gift of sleep from Australia. From RhinoMed, bringing you advanced nasal therapies. I had a great time this morning with my dentist. She just made me feel so comfortable. To patients of Dr. Megan Stock, she's more than a great dentist. She's an answer to prayer. She makes you feel so calm. Didn't make me feel shameful about the condition of my teeth. We just love to talk about the Lord and what's going on in our families. I am confident that when I'm finished that I'm going to have a bright, beautiful smile, which I really wanted to have for a long time. She does fabulous work. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Some of your favorite pastors and authors like Charles Stanley, John Piper, and Max Lucado are bringing you their most popular devotionals for free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend time in God's Word daily. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, workplace, and more. Crosswalk.com offers spiritual growth for every stage of life. Visit Crosswalk.com. Outreach Annual Jubilee Festival gets underway. And if you're a book lover, 
it would be highly recommended you take a trip downtown to the David L. Lawrence Convention Center to visit the best Christian bookstore in the country, bar none. That is neither exaggeration nor hyperbole. Byron Borger is back with us again. He is the co-owner, along with his wife Beth, of Hearts and Minds Bookstore in Dallastown, PA. They are a regular feature at the CCO Jubilee. Byron, welcome back. Well, it's great to be with you again. Byron, I've told the story umpteen times, but, you know, I met you at my first Jubilee in 1987. When, oh, my goodness. When you had a little table. I mean, I don't know how maybe it was you had maybe two eight-foot tables then, maybe one eight-foot table. Um, now your your operation at Jubilee has skyrocketed and expanded to the point where it's hard to even estimate how many books you guys will have. For people who've never seen the setup you have at Jubilee, truly, is it the most diverse bookstore, Christian bookstore they'll ever see? Well, I, I'd like to think that it is. I think back in the day when we met, we maybe had 15 tables, not just one or two. We had quite a few. But now we've gone up to, I don't know, like maybe 35 tables or so. It is 165 categories. Because the Jubilee Conference, for those that don't know, although it's mostly for college students, some people just keep coming back year after year, we're to the Jubilee Professional, which is the day before, which uh, you guys were part of. It is about the Lordship of Christ over all of life. And so if Christ is the King, and He has wisdom and joy for everything, because He's restoring and renewing everything, then we as booksellers have to resource people on what it looks like to live in that kind of kingdom vision relating faith and work and worship and politics and science and spirituality. I mean, everything matters to God. In fact, the slogan this year for Jubilee, for these college students to come, is everything matters. Because there's not one square inch that doesn't matter to God. Everything matters to God. So how you vote, how you stop, how you think about science or health care, nutrition or race relations, urban affairs or business or education or psychology, medicine, you name it. So we have books on all those things that offer uh, Christian wisdom for thinking faithfully and living uh, wholesomely in each of those areas, for God's, for God's sake. Nice. So Everything even, matters. <laughs> so then even as we speak, and this, uh, this is a Friday afternoon, to think about the thousands and thousands of young college students in downtown Pittsburgh and having a great resource of Hearts and Minds Bookstore. So, Byron, uh, for people who are so interested, all the different speakers are going to be there. You're also featuring titles that go hand-in-hand hand with some speakers that are going to be there, yes? Right, Absolutely. Talk about the, what, what excites you here? What do you have in store for your book lovers who are going to show up? Well, there's kind of two ways to answer that. First is sort of, as I've alluded to, you can find books from our Hearts and Minds bookstore that we'll have on display there, right up at the top of the escalator. We'll be there at the convention center with these books that are sort of hard to find that people might not even know about. So I'm excited about these sort of obscure books on a Christian view of advertising or sports or uh, architecture. Uh, One person told me he thinks we're the only Christian bookstore in the country that has an architecture section. But there is stuff that God cares about in these sort of obscure areas of of, uh, parenting or psychology or race relations or recycling, you know, these kind of obscure specialized areas of law and medicine. So I'm excited about that. The other thing are the speakers up front, and I'll tell you one right from the start, is David Tinneman, who's the head of the Barna Group. And you may know, you probably had him on the air, that he does these books sort of like unchristian or you lost right. him. 
that document how young adults have drifted from the Christian faith and from church. And those books sort of analyze why it is that that's happened. He just did a book this past year, one of my favorite books of last year, called Faith for Exiles, where instead of documenting where the church has sort of dropped the ball and lost the interest of young adults, how they, in fact, are doing it well, how some churches are attracting young adults. And so it is a book about the practices that churches need to do if they're going to fire up their young adults. And guess what? One of the things is the Jubilee Conference. He literally talks about Jubilee, and he talks about the book display at Jubilee. I'm kind of bragging here, but he even talks about the, ju- the book display at Jubilee and how many young adults get fired up thinking that their vocation matters to God, that the work that they're doing as they're preparing in college is going gonna, is gonna, to uh, bear itself out as they bear witness to Christ in the marketplace someday. When they get their jobs, they're going to go out there and serve him as salt and light in the world. So to hear this really makes a difference for young adults. They'll, they'll lean into a church that talks about vocation, that talks about holistic kingdom values and making a difference in your career. So David, in this book, he's going to be a jubilee speaking, and in this brand new book, he says, if you want to reach young adults, you got to do something like what they do in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so that's a pretty darn neat book that everybody should read. It's really nice, and David's going to be there. Of course, Andy Crouch is going to be there, and nice. you've had him probably sure. on the air bunches of times. Can't wait to see Andy <laughs> Crouch. My favorite book of his is called Culture Making, mm-hmm. and, and again, it just says it. It says it what it is. We are made in God's image. We are put into the Garden of Eden in Genesis one and two, and it says, "Get busy, and make something of the world. Develop art and science, business and history, and families and schools. Like that's what God wants us to do. It's not tangential, uh, tangential to, to the human project to make culture. And so God cares about how we shape our our families, our meals, our museums, our schools, our, 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 our governments. God cares. So Andy just uh, kind of fleshes out this Genesis 1 story that we're so especially made in God's image with this great human calling to steward the earth well. He'll do the first Friday night talk, in fact. And uh, some years he plays classical piano. Uh, some years he tells stories from other cultures. He's a great communicator. What's kind of fun, his wife will be there, too. She has a Ph.D. in astrophysics from Harvard. <laughs> So, you know, Andy's like the public speaker in the family, but his wife is doing the workshop in science for young science majors. I love this. Byron Borger is with us. He is the co-owner, along with his wife, Beth, of Hearts and Mind Bookstore in uh, Dallas, PA, Dallastown, PA. Hearts and Mind Books uh, online, heartsandmindbooks.com. Listen, I'm telling you, it is the greatest Christian bookstore in the world. There is so much to look at. Byron, uh, as Kath talked about that story where she approached you as a young college student decades ago. Uh, talk about the college students who approach you or people just, you know, our audience. Someone's interested in a book about forgiveness or salvation or the cross. They come to you and they uh, and they talk to Beth and they say, help me. You've got this encyclopedic knowledge where you're able to sort of pull up several titles or more to help people uh, on their journey for the perfect book. Yep, that's what we tend to do, and we have some volunteers that are there, too, that help us every year that are trained, one that used to work in another bookstore. And in fact, a publisher is sending a volunteer just as a specialist in their particular books, NAV Press, and NAV Press is sending a volunteer along to help us out. So yeah, people come and want a title on forgiveness or, or abuse or their prayer life 
or they have uh, interested in world missions, we really can help them in these areas. And one of the things we tend to do, a little secret, is there's no one perfect book for just everybody. Uh, you got to listen to people and ask what they mean when they say, well, I need a book on forgiveness. Well, do they not understand God's mercy and forgiveness, or do they need to forgive somebody else? Mm-hmm. Or, or do they need to be forgiven? So I'm not real quick to jump to the book right away. I say, tell me a little more, and I like to lean into what they're going to say and try to discern. And, and if they write other books, or if they've never read anything in that topic, you start basic, or they really want something more sophisticated. We have people at Jubilee that aren't even followers of Christ yet, and they're just there kind of trying to figure it out. The CCO brings so many interesting people to this conference. And so you have kids that have never read a religious book in their life. And then you have other people that, oh, I, by the way, I'm working on a PhD on a Christian perspective on, you know, sustainable agriculture or something. It's like, what do you have for my PhD level? So we have stuff that's real mature. And we have stuff that's more basic, and we love to chat with people and hear their story and hear their journey because you can't match the right book until you hear what people are really looking for. If you're looking for a book, you just have to go to the convention center this weekend and meet yeah. Byron and Beth Burger. You just have to. I this mean, is not, a, it's not about a click. No, this isn't you, you, going. You know, clicking on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, whatever. It's not the same experience. There's no level of understanding, recommendation, conversation, anything like you're going to get. If you go down to the convention center, you might pay to park. Who cares? Yeah. Because what you're going to pick up in a conversation with Byron Borger will be worth anything you sure can spend out. Hey, Byron. Oh, oh, you guys are so kind to say all this. It makes me blush. No, it's no, the truth. It's the truth. Listen, the listen can... when I was 18 years old and I went up to you and said, I, I don't know anything what do I need to know? You were and, you so were, kind. and you were like, these are the three books you need to read. That's I mean, excellent. it's really set me on the trajectory I'm still on. Right. So I still owe you, Byron. So, Byron, what well, about that? I mean, all these decades, every year you show up and you talk to hundreds, if not thousands, of college students. You know, um, college kids are getting a bad rap now in the new woke culture that we live in. Uh, what's your take on this? Um, have you seen a change? Uh, are things better or worse on the college campuses from the way that you've engaged with college students? Well, that's a great question. I think it's uh, like that Charles Dickens line, it's the best of times, it's the worst of times. Things have gotten a little different in young adults. Uh, I think generally speaking, although you can't make broad generalizations, but generally speaking, uh, people don't read as much as they used to. People are too busy these days. They're on their phones all the time. So the practices and habits of sitting still whether it's to pray or to do some self-reflection or whether it's to study and read, is a harder thing to carve out in our digital postmodern culture. So it's harder. So I don't want to blame the kids, but there is this culture now that's just a little less rigorous about grappling with intellectual things. Kids are very woke. They're very passionate. They're very excitable. And so Jubilee almost sort of plays into that a little bit. We get them fired up about God and about the kingdom and about making a difference. So it is very breathy and exciting. But then we also try to say, but calm down, study a little bit, think through some things, know your Bible well, spend some time in prayer and listening to God's voice. So it's, you see students that just, they don't read as much. But then I also find, on the other hand, that the students that come to Jubilee who have been mentored or influenced by the CCO have a particular passion for this stuff. They kind of get it. Mm, So when we go to Jubilee, and that's exactly what Kinnaman said in his book, he sees students walking out with seven, eight, nine books, and they're thrilled. It's like they've never been in a real bookstore before. There aren't many Christian bookstores around anymore, 
and even real bookstores, Barnes and Nobles and stuff, people don't go to them as much because there's fewer of them. Yeah. So some of the students, they are so excited. They've never seen this kind of uh, display of books before. So we get a great response. So, so it's both uh, kids are busy and they don't have to read a lot anyway. You and I are like that. We don't have time to do the things we should. And that's why one of the books we're going to suggest this year is called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm-hmm. It's by John Mark Comer, who spoke at the conference last year. And Comer asked Dallas Willard and John Ortberg um, what to do to help improve his spiritual life. And they said, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And he looked at him and said, Okay, what else? And Willard looked back and said, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Like you just can't get anywhere in your apprenticeship to Jesus and in your discipleship if you don't take the time to get to know him, to sit in silence. And, and that means we've got to eliminate some of the hecticness of our life. I think that book will go over well. In fact, I heard one of the keynote speakers is going to cite it. So we brought a whole lot of that one, and we think it'll be uh, good for the young people. Well, Byron, we love you. We love what you do. Mm-hmm. I get super geeked about um, about Jubilee, obviously. But in particular, I just get geeked to hang out at the book table. Both of my daughters do it now. I mean, it's the next generation of geekdom. And, <laughs> you know, we're happy to be bought in. Well, you guys are spectacular, and it'll be good to see you shortly. Um, we're setting up uh, all day, Thursday and Friday. The conference begins Friday night in earnest for the students. But, you know, people can just come up to the escalators. They can go into the convention center. They can hang out at the booths and the other uh, exciting things that are out there in the lobby. And then, of course, our book display, um, even if they aren't registered to go to the conference. Fabulous. Well, listen, it's a great way to spend a day. You go down to the convention center, and as Byron's talking about, you know how it is when you pop up on top of the elevator to the main floor and you look out over the railroad bridges, you see over to the north side. It's just an absolutely picturesque uh, sort of place to go and hang. Mm -hmm. And all those thousands and thousands of books and the deep knowledge of Byron Borger and his wife Beth, that sounds like a really good afternoon to me. So head on over to uh, Jubilee this weekend, Friday night, Saturday, all day Sunday as well. Look online for a Jubilee in the Coalition for Christian Outreach and make sure you stop on by and see Byron Borger at Hearts and Minds Bookstore. Romans 10 is so powerful. How can they believe and how can they hear without someone preaching to them? If the Apostle Paul were alive today, I can imagine him asking, and how shall they hear without a radio? Hi, this is John Somerville from Transworld Radio. I just returned from Malawi, Africa, one of the poorest countries in the world where many people don't even own a radio. You can give them a radio. You can answer the question, how shall they hear? Your gift provides a wind-up radio to a family. Why a wind-up radio? Because they don't have electricity, and batteries are just too expensive. Your gift of $75 gives a radio. More importantly, your gift gives hope. We're looking for 250 faithful Word FM listeners. Would you be one? Call TWR, 888-988-5656. That's 888-988-5656 or wordfm.com. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Let's talk credit card debt for a minute. If you feel you're carrying too much of it, you're not alone. The average household in the U.S. carries over $8,000 in credit card debt. 
Ready for some good news? With a cash-out refinance from Quicken Loans, you can quickly and easily put some of the equity in your home to good use by paying off a lot of that high-interest credit card debt. A great way to take cash out is with our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.23%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN to learn how taking cash out with a 30-year fixed mortgage might be the right solution for you. And for a record 10 years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rates subject to change. Pay 2% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. When the brake whistle blows, why waste time on a sandwich run when your crew could have a home-style meat and potatoes meal hot and waiting on site? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides down-to-earth food for hungry crews of 10 or more. Try their bestseller, roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word. And get back to work. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. Founded in 1794, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus. Rooted in the Reformed tradition and in relationship with Christ followers from other traditions, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary forms and equips people for ministries familiar and yet to unfold, communities present and yet to be gathered. The seminary offers Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degrees, plus certificates. Financial assistance is available for full and half-time students who qualify. Learn more at pts.edu. Since the beginning of time, a battle has been raging. The single most important question any human being can ask is the question, what is truth? A battle between God's truth and the deception of the world. Is our culture filled with lies? Focus on the Family Presents The Truth Project. Discover how knowing the truth will transform your life. Focus on the Family's The Truth Project at thetruthproject.org. As excited as I am for an early spring, there's still plenty of winter left. Do you know what I wish? Because hmm. I, I was thinking that this morning, too. When I, I'm so comfy in bed, yeah. and then I get out, it's cold in my house. I have an old house. Mm-hmm. right? It's just cold. Yeah. It's cold. I wish I had a fireplace that worked. Yeah. You know, I have this big fireplace in my front room, yeah. but it, it's not the right depth. You know, and so it won't draw. It was never an actual fireplace. It was, like it was one fireplace. of those weird, or one of those weird gas ones. Oh, you know, where right, they put right, the right, like right. fake flame. Anyway, I can't use it. Wouldn't your life change? I feel like my life would change oh, if yeah. I had a fireplace. Sure. Now, would you use wood or would you use pellets? Well, in my mind, I would use wood because I like the smell of it. Yeah. I appreciate the all natural thing. Mm-hmm. I love this. You know, the whole process of. But in reality. I feel like I'd probably use gas. Gas? Oh, no, I don't want to use gas. Why? I would feel guilty. Using gas. because mm-hmm. Why? Because you're cheating? No, because like- You're taking the easy like, way out? No, like all of a sudden I've, I've got the stove on all the time. Don't turn the stove off. You're oh, like so wasting gas. all of a sudden gas. you're wasting electricity yeah, or you're yeah. wasting power of some no, sort. No, that would be like the- What al- about pellets? Would you feel like you were wasting- Well, if I had pellets, then does it give me a flame or is it just like a little sort of like bright, slow burn? Because I want the big flame. I want the like- I don't know. Thing. I have a pellet grill. Oh. And my pellet grill is outstanding. Is it flame? Well, you don't see it. Oh. Because it, oh, it's, right. it flames in a small pot and you have the cooking yeah. surface on top, which is solid. In a perfect world, 
if I had like, you know, my log guy who would show up. Your log guy. Yeah, my log guy would show up with like, you know, five <laughs> cords John's of dreams, wood. In John's dreams, he has a log guy. With five cords of wood. Right. And then he splits it and makes it appropriate, cleans it, and then drags it in, you know, occasionally. It's not going to be a log guy. You're the log guy. Right. See, that's the problem because all of a sudden you got logs, you got the dirt, you got to drag it in, mess with it. Well, so what are you saying? That you wouldn't go for the wood? I would, I would go for the wood. You would go for the I would go for the wood because it's beautiful. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump is predicting problems for Nevada Democrats who will participate in presidential caucuses tomorrow. Democrats hoping to avoid a repeat of the chaos of the Iowa caucuses. That process fell apart following a rushed effort to deploy a mobile app for caucus volunteers to report results. The president held a campaign rally in Las Vegas, and he will now be heading back to the White House. A temporary truce between the United States and the Taliban has taken effect, setting the stage for the two sides to sign a peace deal next week. The jury deliberating in Harvey Weinstein's rape trial has indicated that it's deadlocked on two of the five charges. Judge James Burke told the jury to work toward a unanimous verdict on all the charges. Stocks finishing lower, the Dow fell 227 points today. The Nasdaq was off 174. This is SRN News. If this were just any door, and this were just any ignition, connected to just any transmission, in just any vehicle, then perhaps it would be okay to buy it from just anyone. But this is not just any car. It's a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Every detail has been inspected and road tested by highly skilled Mercedes-Benz technicians. And it's all backed by an unlimited mileage warranty, which makes the decision of where to buy one simple. Your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. The certified pre-owned sales event going on now through March 7th. Come in today and enjoy a credit of up to $1,500 towards your first two payments through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. Because in the end, it's absolute confidence in genuine Mercedes-Benz parts, or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned, or it isn't. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on credit towards your first two months payment and certified pre-owned warranties. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions are posted at textrules.us. Texting and roles for recurring automated marketing text messages, message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Tom from Kane 11 and I have one question for you. What size socks are you wearing right now? If you're like everyone else I've asked, you simply don't know. How could you? That's because until now, socks were made in one size fits all or just a couple of sizes to fit every size foot. But not at Kane 11. We make our socks in 11 individual sizes from 7 to 17. That's right, 7 to 17. Great looks and colors to fit everyone's lifestyle. From cotton to wool or anything in between, Kane 11's got the perfect sock for you. Better yarns, better quality, just a better sock. If you don't love them just like we do, send them back for a full refund. That's the Kane 11 promise. Once you wear a pair of Kane 11's I guarantee you'll never go back to wearing socks in multi-size ranges again. Save 20% off your first order when you text SOCKS to 246810. That's text SOCKS to 246810. Text SOCKS. 
800-242-246810. When you're searching for a new mattress, you may be faced with a choice between a traditional inner spring or a memory foam mattress. But you don't have to choose. You can get the active support of a high-quality inner spring with the comfort of memory foam in the new hybrid mattresses from the original Mattress Factory. With two new hand-built hybrid models to choose from, you can expect the latest in sleep innovation at the same high-quality and factory-direct pricing you've come to expect from the original Mattress Factory. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. When the original Mattress Factory first opened for business, we offered mattresses that were the same quality as the mainstream brands, but at a fraction of the cost. Our Factory Direct model made it easy for customers to understand they were getting a great value. But over the last few decades, the mainstream mattress brands have made major cuts to quality, while the original Mattress Factory's quality has only improved. And we still cost less than those other brands. We know that all sounds too good to be true. That's why we're inviting you to stop by one of our stores or factory locations to see the original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Clear and cold tonight, low 21. Plenty of sunshine for Saturday, high 44. Saturday night, clear, low 26. Mostly sunny on Sunday, high 51. Sunday night, low 34. Monday, cloudy with some afternoon rain, high 43. And Tuesday, some rain with a high 50. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Portions of today's program have been pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon, and welcome to the Friday edition of The Ride Home. Thanks for coming along. You made it through another week. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. Yeah, a lot going on. The weekend's ahead. It's Jubilee down at the convention center put on by the Coalition for Christian Outreach. Mm-hmm. You and I are both going to be down there at different portions, different parts, yep. shall I say, of the weekend. Look forward to uh, that. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, I have a good friend who is uh, currently potty training his young son. My least favorite thing of having a child. Really? Least out of all the things, the bottom. Why of was the that? List. Why? I despised it. The difficulty of it. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. I I was bad at it. It somehow struck at my anxiety nerves and my lack of you know feeling good about myself as a parent it was like all the bad things rolled together all right well okay i get that i mean i wasn't there so i can't you know i can't judge you on that thank you but my friend is is bemused uh, by his uh his child's saying goodbye to his poo Hmm. so you know as they're as he's waving goodbye there's been family conversations about where does where does it go? Sure, flushing away, mm-hmm. which made me think about this article that I saw recently. I'm glad Tribune we're getting Review. to somewhere because I thought I'm yeah. not sure. No, stick with me here, okay? So Alcasan apparently now has a map that you can track your wastewater, bath and wastewater. Really? Yes, and it will let you know the distance from where you are to where the Alcasan Alcasan facility is and the different venues, the different neighborhoods it travels through. Really? Now, wait. So you can track your flush? You can track your flush. So I did it myself. So if you go to the Alcasan site, it's uh, interactive.map 
flushitcivicmap.com. I'm sure everyone's yeah, writing right, that down exactly. furiously right now. But if you know, if you if you just looked at Alcasan and looked for the you know the the trackable map, you could find. So then you type in your address or any address, and it will tell you. So I I typed it in at my house. I put my home address in. Apparently, it takes 23 miles. What? 23 miles to travel. And more than 22 hours to get there. Whoa! So there's quite a highway going on. No, now, it's and, and it it shows you in a in geographical map yeah, form. It breaks where, the map down. Is it going by Mike or my house? It could That's be. what I want to know. Give a little cheery wave as it makes its way through. So in Mike, the article, I don't know if I'm if I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm concerned myself. <laughs> so in the article in the Trib that uh, the headline is "Map lets you track your flush to the Alcasan plant." They had an example where they. Uh, had a flush at the Pramani Brothers in Oakland, which would travel about 10 miles from Forbes Avenue to the bank of the Ohio River. It would take between 7 and 15 hours for the waste to travel to the Elkasan facility during a typical dry weather day. Mm-hmm. Now, I did it here at 7 Parkway Center. Oddly enough, we're in Express. Six miles much, much quicker. Six miles. That's like direct route. Yeah, less than four hours to get there. Isn't that cool, though? So you, it's like a little science thing you can do with your kid. Okay, so where, so, so your your map went from your house to the banks of the Ohio River. I mean, please tell me to some treatment facility, not to the actual river. I have no comment. I have no <laughs> idea what happens after it leaves the little bowl and makes its little journey as we wave a cheery goodbye. Okay, do you remember when our kids were little? And you guys took them to the to Alcasan for a field trip. I do. I loved it. I think I didn't go. I think I was pregnant with a child. Were you really? Okay. I think so. I think that's why I didn't All go. Right. No, we went, and it was a really. I actually have a friend who works at Alcasan. Dave, it, did you set it up, or did my husband set well, it up? Well, it's, it's that you know the what are the civic days you do where they open yeah. up the, you know the museums and whatnot. I don't know. I think there were at least fifteen of us, and it's interesting. I mean, it really is. I mean, it, my husband thought it was awesome. It is. It's part of your daily routine. Serving of the food afterwards is yeah, a little shaky. I don't think I'm going to go there. Okay. <laughs> but it's cool. I mean, they do this once a year. So, you know, if you're curious, and of course your kids are curious, right? Right. It's a natural body function. So find out where it goes. Okay. All right. So anyone can plug in their address mm-hmm. and track their own flush. Yep. Mike, are you doing it? I'm totally doing. It. I want. Oh, yeah. I want the website again. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. Now, what if can you? What if you are not satisfied with the path it's taking, and you want to alter it in some way? Yeah, I don't know. How can you alter it in some well, way? Well, I'm just saying. What if, like Mike and I, find out that your flush is going by our house, and that ours isn't going by yours, and so we feel like it's not fair? I don't know. You could sign a petition. Okay. Yeah, somehow you can be outraged. But okay. You know, that's all. Anyway, all right, kudos got, to Alcasan. Yeah, we got a terrific show coming up this hour, so stay close. Oh, no, before no, no. we leave, do not please. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot to tell you yeah, the see, single most important thing. Yeah, your weekend has begun. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. Here we are, oh, a Friday a afternoon. Clap. Truly, all is right and well in the world. That's the lowest rent it opening. <laughs> hand clap, three hand claps. <laughs> Woo! That's solo rent. Seriously, we're, we're like somewhere like you know in Dubuque. We'll be back on the ride home. 
101.5 WORD. Teaming up with Trans World Radio to deliver God's Word to Africa. For $75, you can send a wind-up or solar-powered radio to someone in one of Africa's poorest regions, allowing them to hear the good news of Jesus Christ in their own language. The radio gives them the opportunity to hear the Word of God, to get informed, to get educated, to connect to the world. Send as many radios as possible today. Call 888-988-5656 or give at wordfm.com. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, Mm -hmm. phones, Mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. (laughs) Your weight is up. (laughs) You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds Mm -hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you gotta say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Not on my watch, our military service members say, as they volunteer to serve. Not on my watch, they say, as they leave their families behind to keep the rest of ours safe. As they move out, stand firm, and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve, the therapists they need to walk again, the treatment they need to talk again, the lifetime of day-to-day help they need to live full and independent lives. When there's no more government funding, or a nursing home seems like the only option, or everyone says there's no hope for recovery, we won't leave one warrior behind. Not on our watch. Find out how you can do your part at findwwp.org. social media, over-the-top, bang-the-drum hubris, and then a lot of us are crushingly inadequate and self-conscious, running to the therapist with our hearts broken, our woes, and then to the pharmacist to cover over all that. Peggy Weber's with us. She's got a brand new workout called, uh, work called Enough As You Are, Overcoming Self-Doubt and Appreciating the Gift of You. Peggy, welcome to the show. 
Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be with both of you. All right, Peggy. So people lose confidence for a whole bunch of different reasons. Um, you know, some of them are good. You, you come out of college and you're, you might feel really great because you were an excellent student. And then you go into the workforce and all of a sudden you find that it's way harder than you thought. You might lose your first job. And so maybe that's an important self-correction. Other people lose their confidence, you know, kind of in dribs and drabs in a like slow erosion over time. Talk about how it happens and when it's good and when it's bad. Well, I, I think that the important thing is what voices you listen to. It's okay to be humble and to practice humility and learn from your mistakes. This isn't a turn into a slug and just sit there saying, oh, I'm okay, everything's fine. It doesn't matter if I weigh 400 pounds and I'm on my way you know, to a heart attack. You, I'm not saying that you just settle. But what I'm saying is that you don't take your self-worth from the cover of a magazine that tells you, you know, to increase your income by tenfold in two weeks or that you have the dream job overnight or that you lose 50 pounds in a month or something. I'm, I'm just saying that take your identity from what counts, the people you love and most especially from the love of God. Mm-hmm. So, Peg, uh, tell us your story. Uh, obviously, in uh, the work, your new book, Enough As You Are, you recount that. Uh, like a lot of us, right, this has not been some smooth sailing journey for you. <laughs> I think that anyone says that they've always felt confident and loved throughout their whole life is um, either very lucky or fibbing a tad. Mm-hmm. Because I think I, I, I use I like stories. I, I'm a storyteller. Uh Jesus loves stories, not that I'm liking myself to Jesus, but I, I look at my own children who are now adults, and I remember I start with talking about my little girl who's dancing with a band at our, my husband's company picnic, and she's twirling around, and it's she the mess because, of course, we have to wait for the company raffle at the end, and you have to be present to win, of course. <laughs> so she's in her bathing suit, and she's got ice cream on her face, and her hair's askew, and she's wearing this little bathing suit. She's probably not even quite two. Her tummy, tummy sticking out and her little chubby thighs are rubbing together. And someone snapped a picture of it and gave it to us. And nobody looked at her and said, oh, if only her hair were nice. Mm-hmm. Or if only, you know, her, you thin down her legs just a little. And so then you say to yourself, well, when was the last time I went and bought a bathing suit? And did I twirl around and, and dance with my bathing suit in the, in the dressing room? No. You just went, oh, my God, why? And, and full of disclosure, my bathing suit is a tennis outfit because I like my, my skirt even longer. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not saying that we all feel comfortable or confident in that. But that same little girl goes to first grade with her Barney lunchbox. Remember the big purple dinosaur? Sure. I love you. You love me. She puts it down, and some little girl next to her says, you don't like Barney? She says, yes. And, of course, does the little girl go, cool. She goes, that's for babies. That same little girl who danced with the band and came home, turned over the Barney lunchbox on the counter and said, could I take a paper bag tomorrow? Mm. Because, of course, she doesn't want to be a baby. So that's the first hint of people, like, starting to get to you. And so if I look at that as a child, I can look at so many times people have said to me, you want to do that? You're going to wear that? Do you know what kind of car you're driving? Are you going to stay at home and raise your children? Where's your, you've got all that education, whatever. You know, it, it can go on and on. Right. And so you just have to say, I'm enough as I am right now. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I think it's something that as I've aged with that wisdom, I think I, all of us really need to hear. 
Talk about our relationships and how they figure into that. So, you know, we can surround ourselves with people who are negative and, you know, who don't like the Barney lunchbox. I'm putting that in air quotes because, of course, you can extrapolate that to adult things. Um, Right. Or we can choose to surround ourselves by different types of people. I mean, how do you make healthy choices in that regard? Well, you know, that's tough because, you know, after you interview me, ideally you're going to put this on social media. And perhaps this will be a positive voice that people click on when they're going through their Facebook or Twitter account. But I find that social media is probably one of the best tools we have to spreading the word of good things. But it's awesome. Oh, my gosh. It's like getting... That Christmas newsletter, you know, where the family, like, is sitting in the matching clothes with the wind blowing on their hair on the beach, and you look and go, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I, I'm wearing the same sweatshirt I wore yesterday, you know, and, and so I think you have to decide how much space you will give everyone. Find quiet in your life, do good for others, get out of yourself a little and stop thinking only about how people perceive you and do good for others, and I think that you also can't, though, become an island and just say, I'm only going to hang out with people that think like me because that's no opportunity for growth, right. and that's not even a fair way to live. It's a tough balancing act, but I think if, if you also – the thing that helps, I think, in everything, as I can tell from the way the YouTube banter, is a sense of humor. Don't take yourself so seriously and recognize there are knuckleheads in the world. And, I, and sometimes my kids will come home and – complain about a teacher i go sometimes you get a clunker just live with it she's trying her best or he's trying their best you know and then just move on right peggy weber's with us her brand new work is called enough as you are overcoming self-doubt and appreciating the gift of you peggy a couple things um you know we it's so difficult i mean i i feel bad for people like i was raised in a good family kath was mike was you know, our parents loved us. We knew that. You know, we found our place, that we worked our way through the world. But so many people in this world sort of um, are buried from, mm-hmm. you know, the first the step. Yeah, where their parents are just crushing them from the get-go, uh, bullying nonstop. That burden and how to un- un- unhinge yourself from that has got to be so difficult that, you know, you come into this life at a disadvantage. And I also think, you know, as I'm looking at, you know, as I'm reading uh, Enough As You Are, you talk a lot about self-love. And, you know, whenever I hear that, I, I think about my grandfather who, who worked in a railroad. And my, you know, my grandfather, I'm sure, never even considered the idea of self-love. He was like, you know, a lot of that generation. They just got on with it, right? They just kind of had to, to learn how to just suck it up and, and make it work, for better or worse. So so where is that, you know, that middle ground where you know people have a hard time, that, of course, everybody on the road that you meet is suffering through something, but at the same time, not babying yourself so much that everything becomes a thing and, you know, you cripple mm-hmm. yourself because of your inadequacy. There's got to be some sort of, you know, path you can follow that encompasses both sides of that street. Right, definitely. And, you know, I, I, I often think of that because I grew up, my mother, if she were alive today, would be like 112. I was a young, the youngest child of a much older parent. So I feel like I grew up in like a, another generation past that was raised in some of my own, you know, peers at school. And my mother would often just say, you know, buck up. That's yeah. the way it is. Right, Let's go. right, right. And as much as she also was loving. And, and I, I think, you know, sometimes we look at the everybody gets a trophy and we, we can pamper them. But I also think beyond all that, even so we're blessed We've all grown up in loving homes, and we feel pretty good about ourselves. Our role in this might not be so much to make sure 
that we are always upbeat and happy, but to affirm others. I, I often think that, you know, there's the flip coin of, of, of being feeling you're enough as you are assuring others. So I was leaving the library today, as a matter of fact, this morning with my daughter and her three children and another grandmother was walking by with this kid that was just screaming, ah, just like didn't, for whatever reason, you never, or the two-year-old, who knows? Yeah. And I looked at her and just said, don't worry, we've all been in, been there. Today's just not our day, but, you know, who, who can understand the mind of a two-year-old? And she smiled at me. And it was just like, so people don't think I'm this failure of a grandmother. I'm this failure as a person. You know, I, I, have you ever sat in a church and had people say, can't you keep those children quite seriously? Just pat them on the head and say, we're glad you're here. Thank God some young people are in church, you know, and send notes to people. It's like a clerk. Speak to them like they're a real person. Wow, you did a really nice job. Thank you for making, you know, this transaction so easy. Uh, you know, whether you have to make a return. If you have a really nice waiter or waitress, tell them. One time we went, took our, our oldest to see Santa Claus at a Gimbel's, and we asked for the manager afterwards. And, and of course, can you imagine the poor manager, this, these parents want to see you about Santa Claus? You know, and he comes running in, sweat coming down. And we said, oh, we just wanted to tell you, your Santa's great. Hmm. And he just, like, stopped in his checks and went, oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you. Oh. And he was just like, someone didn't have a complaint. And I think maybe that's one of the things we can do as people who have been gifted with love. And, you know, it, that also doesn't mean that we're always just doing for others and not affirming, but let's face it, affirm ourselves. That's you good. have to wake up in the morning and go, man, do I look like a truck hit me? Or do I say, man, am I glad I at least got up this morning and let's see what good I can do today. We're talking to award-winning journalist and author Peggy Weber. Her new book is called Enough As You Are, Overcoming Self-Doubt and Appreciating the Gift of You. Um, Peg, I want to move ahead to the the chapter that you wrote about stuff. And mm. in it, you start thinking about what you'd pack if you had to leave your home on short notice. Why is that an important question? Well, I think it pairs down what really matters in your life. What would you grab? What is essential to you? You know, we all surround ourselves with stuff. And sometimes we all get a nice feeling like, ooh, I got new shoes. And I have to confess, I have a, an affection for purses. <laughs> and, and so I have promised the children I will not buy any purses for at least the next six months. <laughs> anyway, I think that we say to ourselves, well, what really matters? If your house burnt down to the ground, well, you know, you think about all those people in California, like evacuate, evacuate, the fires are coming over the hills. What would you grab? Mm-hmm. And let's face it, most of us would just grab family photos, keepsakes, all the rest of it, you know, can go. You know, it doesn't matter. And I think we've all become attached to things and attached the idea of things as status, as they identify you. If I carry a designer purse, I'm more important than someone carrying the vinyl purse from Target. You know, no, you're not. You know, or if I you know, drive a fancier car, I'm better. You know, I, certain cars perform better or have other things, but more practically, you know, we kept the 93 Camry growing on the road, and that enabled us to help our children avoid some college debt. You know, and if you just say to yourself what matters and what things matter to you, and I think you'll be surprised if you make your top 10 list of your favorite things, they won't be half the stuff you just bought or even things you think that mattered at mm-hmm. the time. That's really good. Peg. Talk about that that attitude and your relationship with God. You know, um, you, you'll hear people talk about, well, you know, God loves you so much that he has your picture on your refrigerator. You know, No, uh, your picture on his refrigerator. His, yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's not, Wait, I've got God's picture on my refrigerator. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, people want to, you know, sort of distill God down to something 
so simple. Uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. I mean, we, of course, we want God to love us and we want to have that relationship. But how does that work for you? I mean, uh, to f- when you feel inadequate, w- what do you say to God? You know, that's actually was the start of the whole idea of the book. When I was approached about writing something, I, you can't just say, okay, good, I'll write a book and sit down. You sort of need that seed. And, you know, I was listening to a homily about how God died for me, right? And you, and you listen to it and you nod and see it, your head saying yes, but in your heart you're thinking, even me? Oh, come on. Like, not right, me. Right. And, and you look around the church and think, oh, everyone else is worthy, but not me. And then I left church that day and it happened to be my son, on my grandson's first birthday. We're just having pizza and cake, and my grand, my daughter looks at me and goes, am I doing enough for him? I mean, it's his first birthday. Some people have ponies and clowns, and we're just having a little party. You know? And, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yes, you're doing enough. He's, he's so blessed. He has two loving parents. Don't worry about anything. And I thought, all of us are that way. And a part of me imagines that the privy gate, and this is kind of silly, but a subway, like, bringing us along. And then just, like, there's so many that I'm just like, if I make it, I'm just, like, holding, squeezing in. And saying, don't look too closely at me, God. Here I come. Just I'm, I'm with them. Can I just get into? Right. Because we think we are not, we don't all have that blessed and personal relationship with God. I've met people who have such a close spiritual way. But you know what? I'm enough right now. I'm working at it. I'm trying to pray more. I'm actually t- every day doing something a little different. But today, or for the past month or so, I've been trying to pray for someone I can't stand. And I mean that sincerely. So that that person... I'm praying for, but it also will loosen my heart to not feel that, you know, that still little ember of anger, you know, for a hurt that happened. And so I think that God knows I'm doing that. I believe that. Let's face it, God's a mystery, and he's all-powerful and all-knowing and all-wonderful. You can't really comprehend him totally, but then you look out at nature and go, okay, he's okay. I know what he's up to, and, and it all works out. I trust in his divine providence. And that helps me every day. The new book is called Enough As You Are, Overcoming Self-Doubt and Appreciating the Gift of You. Peggy Weber, thanks for joining us today. Oh, you guys are great. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. You see it on TV every day. Global turmoil. But these international events help keep interest rates low and may even drive them lower. In response, we at Cash Call Mortgage have lowered our interest rates for the new year. And that's great news for homeowners. If you have a current rate above 2.99%, Call us to see how much you can save. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing costs. And we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. With our low interest rates and no closing costs if you qualify, there's never been a better time to lock in a low rate before it's gone. For a free quote, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, 
If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. Demand the yellow van. This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage. With the help from the pros at Salem Surround, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com. The Word FM mobile app by heart. Tune in and at radio.com. Clear and cold tonight. Low 21. Plenty of sunshine for Saturday. High 44. Saturday night, clear, low 26, mostly sunny on Sunday, high 51, Sunday night, low 34, Monday, cloudy with some afternoon rain, high 43, and Tuesday, some rain with a high 50. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. It's time for the Friday Feature. Each week, we'll give you a few recommendations of fun stuff you might consider that'll get you out of the house and off your screen as your weekend approaches. The Friday feature this week is... Dancing. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. You're so a fan I, of dancing? I am a fan of dancing, but listen to what's happening tonight. Yeah. There's a young professionals party at the Heinz History Center. Mm-hmm. It starts tonight at 7.30, and it goes till 11, and it's... Everything that has to do with the 1980s. Oh, that sounds fun. It's all 80s music. You should wear your 80s clothes. Yeah, that's cool. You can play 80s games. Nice. It's everything that makes you think of that decade tonight at the Heinz History Center. <laughs> Good. The irony is the young professionals were not born. Exactly, right? which is why they're so excited about the yeah, 80s. Yeah. Those of us who lived through it are thinking, really? Oh, that's We're going to go back to that. All right. That's this evening. Yeah, it's tonight, 730. All right. How about uh, dryer lint? The what? raw materials of Cheryl Capizzuti's work, dryer lint, goes back to the source tomorrow when the artist presents a pop-up installation at the Butler Street Coin Op Laundromat. The Lawrenceville Laundromat is down the street from the gallery where discarded Cheryl Capizzuti's exhibit of dryer lint sculpture is extended through early March. Those who would like to participate in the laundromat installation project are invited to bring a bag of dryer lint marked with their name and a short note about doing laundry. Or they can just show up at the laundromat and do the laundry. 4019 Butler Street from 11 o'clock to 5 o'clock. The show is called Discarded. 
So it's an evolving piece of art, yeah. even as we speak. There's a photo of that. her that's and her amazing. sculptures from Dryerland. Oh, my gosh. That's really thought? good. All right. All right. How about tomorrow, 10 a.m.? There's a seed and plant swap oh. at Phipps. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, yeah. I really like this idea. So if you have questions about gardening mm. or something... Maybe very particular about a variety of a, of a plant or flower or something. Mm-hmm. You can meet with experts for that four hour period tomorrow, oh. and you can actually get some seeds and some advice from the people that know best at Phipps Conservatory. All right. So in the bleak midwinter, this would be a good time to stop I by like it. and uh, yeah, get your seedlings going on. All right. Um, at the Pittsburgh Public Theater. Little Shop of Horrors is now appearing on stage. Have you seen the movie? I never have. Oh, it's a weird, funny movie. Yeah. The I, play, I, I have no nothing. You know, imagine it's you know like the movie, but uh, it looks to be like a you know a weird comic romp. Okay, when's that? Pittsburgh Public Theater running right now through the end of March. All right, terrific. And that is that. WORD. Teaming up with Trans World Radio to deliver God's Word to Africa. For $75, you can send a wind-up or solar-powered radio to someone in one of Africa's poorest regions, allowing them to hear the good news of Jesus Christ in their own language. The radio gives them the opportunity to hear the Word of God, to get informed, to get educated, to connect to the world. Send as many radios as possible today. Call 888-988-5656 or give at wordfm.com. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, You'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. And like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954 and use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure to use the promo code WORD. As mothers and caregivers, we tend to put others before ourselves. Former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said, if you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. In planning for your retirement, it's important to pay yourself first. Women have unique needs as investors. They generally live longer than men and have less saved. Kurt Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group have developed a complimentary guide to help women achieve financial independence called 10 Tips to Help Empower Women Investors. This guide addresses the reasons every woman should have a financial plan of her own. For your copy of this guide from Accurate Solutions Group, call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't put others' retirement plans before your own. Take the first step toward your financial independence today. Call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. 
For your next client meeting, instead of worrying about where to get lunch, why not relax and get down to business? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides truly delicious value to satisfy hungry clients and colleagues alike, like their best seller, roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit CookedGooseCatering.com slash word and get to work. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. It's our chance to look back. Because seven days goes by in a flash. Does it ever. And so uh, as we look back, we think, okay, what are the things that kind of stuck out? The kinds of things that maybe were happening seven days ago that I don't even remember. <laughs> That's how bad it is. I hear you. That's right. how bad it is. All right. All right. So let's start at the beginning, Mike. What was everyone talking about this week? Yes. Uh, at least from my perspective, I believe that everyone was talking about the Democratic debates on Wednesday mm-hmm. evening. Man. I mean, you think after all this time, the Democrats have had many years to coalesce. Not months. Years. Yes. Four plus years to coalesce a strong group of people that the country would rally rally. around. That is not the case. If the Democrats' best hope is Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Joe Biden. I mean, and the mayor of a very small town. I forced myself to sit and watch, and I did. The entire debates. It was so cringeworthy. I mean, holy smokes. I wanted to get up more than several times and flee from the room. It was just bad all the I way understand. around. I understand. I understand. Anyway, that's to, from my perspective, that's what people were talking about, the Democratic debate. From my perspective, I'd say everybody's talking about the cheating scandal in Major League Baseball. Mm, mm-hmm. It's just so painful. Yes, it is. I just It makes you want to stand up and say, don't any of you in a leadership position care that the average American is disgusted with your sport? You mean the Major League Baseball Union or the Commissioner Commission. of Baseball? How about all of the above? Right. Okay. Yeah. So if you're a baseball fan, of course, you know, and especially a pirate fan, you're carrying the double burden of despair. Yeah. Focus on burden. All right. Number two. What was a conversation that made you think? All right. Last Friday, we had couples night out at uh, Christchurch at Grove Farm to celebrate Valentine's Day. Lots of fun. We had a great conversation with Marty Simpson, the comedian. Yeah. We really did. Yeah. You know, Mike and John and I, all three of us love comedians and cars. It's just, it's the greatest 18 minutes that you'll spend watching mm-hmm. a TV show that you think will make you laugh, but right. it'll end up making you think. Lots of wisdom. As well. There really is. Anyway, Marty has the soul of a comedian. Yeah. He's funny. He's self-deprecating, but he's thinking big thoughts right. about important things. Yeah. Was he driving a car? Uh, he, he Did he get here through a rental car? I believe he, he did. did. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he drove. I think he came in a Hyundai or something. I, I mean, I think the weird thing was he flew into Rochester from wherever he lives and then he drove Columbia, to Pittsburgh. Columbia, South Carolina is okay. where he lives. And then from Pittsburgh, from Rochester, he drove to Pittsburgh, did the show, and then drove back to Rochester where he was doing the show the following night. And somehow in between all that, he went out with New Mike. Yeah. Now that's a conversation for the ages. Yeah, exactly. What about you? All right. Um, I've been talking to my uh, – my 19-year-old is about to leave home. And so this is obviously a conversation not on air. But I've been talking to him, much to his displeasure, <laughs> about the seasons to say yes – and when to say no. And I, I've been telling him, you know, as a 19-year-old, you should be saying yes and a heck of a lot more than you're saying no. 
Yes to mm. the opportunities that come your way. Yes to the experiences. Now, of course, you're not going to try to be a, a coconut and you know do something illegal or dangerous. But yes, to include yourself in the mix of it all because it will propel you into people and places and situations in your life that may surprise you and may change your life. And if you don't say yes to those things, you're missing out on opportunities left and right. I agree. It's still scary, though. It's scary. I know it's scary. It's hard. But you got to do it if you're going to you know, move forward. So anyway, that's what we've been talking about. All right. Number three, Mike. What did you eat? All right. Uh, I went back to uh, my the conclusion of my time in Indonesia mm. because I had one of the most unusual foods I've ever had anywhere. Really? Yeah. It's called rendang. And it was voted by CNN last year as the number one most delicious dish in the world. What? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. It's one of the um, one of the five traditional dishes of Indonesia. Really? It is so unbelievably good. It. I, I teared up a little bit. It was that amazing. As you ate it, you were weeping. Yeah, it was. It's just that weird. What's okay? So it's slow cooked meat, Mm kind of. It's like a top round, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe a, maybe even a brisket. I couldn't really tell, but it's cooked for a long time in coconut milk, and soaked in spices like ginger, turmeric, lemongrass, garlic, shallots, chives. Something called galangal. Which I've never heard of in my life. Love it. it doesn't taste like anything you've ever had. Really? It's like, it's so weird, but the beef is so tender and it's, it becomes thickened because it cooks for so long. It, I'm telling you, they serve it with rice like they serve everything else. It's just delicious. If you've never had rendang and you have an opportunity anywhere to get it, you should give it a try. I wonder if you can find it locally. Rendang. I don't know because mm. it's brand new to me, but I would give it a 10 out of 10. Very nice. Okay. All right. Well, I'll see your Rendang and I'll raise you the Turkish Grill in Oakland on Melwood Street. My wife and I had date night last week and uh, I said, let's go to this place. We, we have a friend of ours who, who goes there regularly. It's just one of his favorite places. It's a small little place. It's a little, it's like a little living room. It is. It's tiny, maybe 10 tables at the most. I had the lamb kebab with some nice rice pilaf, this beautiful fresh salad, some Turkish coffee, and some incredibly gorgeously sweet Turkish dessert. What a great night. We had a really, really good time. It's intimate. It's quiet. I sat next to the little um, fireplace. It was really, really an enjoyable evening. The Turkish Grill on Melwood Avenue. That Turkish coffee. You're mm. like spoon standing up in it, right? Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. It's but a, a lamb kebab, highly recommended. All right, Mike. Four. What did you listen to? What did I listen to? Well, you know, um, we talked uh, yesterday about uh, the new sensation Billie Eilish. But that's a sad. That's some sad music. It's so so sad. You guys, I can't. It, I listen to it. It's hard for me to rebound. It is. I mean, and I, I hate to be that guy that goes. You know, back in my day, music was, but I, <laughs> but I can't help it. That's what you're saying. I mean, I go back, back in that day. and this is this cut or this album is one of my sort of. Whenever I get in my car and I want to listen to something that makes me just feel good, this is what I listen to. Find. You should talk it over 
That is Stevie Wonder from the masterpiece Songs in the I Key of Life. I love that song. It's fabulous. I, mean, I haven't thought of that in a long time. It's a great album. Oh, it's that really, really good. Yeah, so Stevie Wonder. I mean, that, that came out. What's your guess? I know exactly oh, where it was when that came out. I have no idea when it came out. I, uh, that was 1976. Wow. And I was. That was the Bicentennial people. 1976. I was in the costume shop at the Pittsburgh Playhouse with Mary Turner learning how to sew. And I was so excited by the album, which we had playing in the costume shop. I knocked over the um, the record player. That's how long ago it was. Twice. She kicked me out of the costume shop, never to return. Thank you, Mary Turner. All right. And I've been listening to somebody new mm-hmm. I just discovered. Check this out. You're gonna need that pure religion, hallelujah. Gonna need that pure religion, hallelujah. You're gonna need that pure religion, pure religion, gonna carry you through. You're gonna need that pure religion, Love her. Who is that? Liz Vice. I had never heard of Liz Vice until maybe three months ago. Wow. She's from Portland, Oregon. She's 37 years old. She's a soul singer who is killing it. Nice. She is awesome. This I I have um I have this one album something about a light. I forget what it's called. There is a light or there's some. I don't know. It is terrific. Anyway, the song's called Pure Religion. Nice. Liz, Liz Vice. Vice. V-I-C-E. Look her up. That's you are sweet. If you like soul music, she is the ticket. Outstanding. All right. Next, Mike. What hacked you off? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Kidding what hacked me, me off yeah. was what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's, that's what hacked me off, too. Okay. So, as a sports fan, and I know this is a trifle for a lot of people, but, you know, as a sports fan, you invest a lot of time, energy, thought, emotion. Passion. It, yes. Interest. Into your thing. Now, it is, we've talked about this ad nauseum. It's hard to be a pirate fan because the organization just stinks. So then you transfer that love of baseball into a larger stage. And, you know, you think, okay, well, I'll watch the playoffs. I'll watch the World Series. Can't miss the World Series. And then the word comes out that the Astros, and now looks like the Boston Red Sox, are indicted in some massive cheating stamp st- scandal, which goes to the heart of the integrity of the game itself. And then the commissioner, who is charged to uphold the integrity of the game, calls the, the, um, the World Series trophy a hunk of metal, he shrugs his shoulders and basically just walks away from the mess that's there. And then you have a players' union, which now is fighting against itself. The players' union is the one that told Rob Manfred, you're not going to be able to prosecute or in any way hold these players to account if they tell you exactly what they did. Well, at the same time, they have other players who are part of the same union who are saying, we can't stand these players. Right. Get them out of here. Everybody should get, you know. How can you not punish them? So, 
It's so complex. And you have agents in the middle of it. Right, Scott Boris. Right. I mean, what you think, is there nobody involved in the leadership of Major League Baseball who's going to stand up and do the right thing? So, from my perspective, I think, well, I'm just going to turn my back on the whole mess. I know. I'm just going to not engage in baseball. I know. I'm going to go and sit and watch college baseball or Little League and enjoy the game. And you add to that, there's no salary cap. There's no team minimum. Salaries are are the Garrett Cole salary is so out of anything that makes any kind of sense, and the unbelievably minuscule amount that the Pirates pay out to their players every year is also obscene. In its little, and then you have the big. It's just it's crazy. The whole thing is a complete wreckage. Right, and so at the same time. Don't you like to go to PNC Park and enjoy a game on a nice summer day? Don't you like to be at home and turn the game on at 6 o'clock? Don't you want to listen to the radio? Well, now that's all gone. They've ruined that. They've destroyed that. So that hacks me off. It also breaks my heart. Did that hack you off? Is that the same thing? All right, okay. Fine. All right, okay. Number six, Mike. What was the best news you heard this week? Need some good news. Okay, get some good news? Yeah, okay. All right, so there's a story about Mary Woodruff that Mm. I saw here. Um, Mary Woodruff is doing something unbelievable. She, first off, has lived for 103 years. Wow. She's 103 years old, okay? Woodruff's Cafe and Pie Shop opened, John, in 1952. And Mary Woodruff was its founder Mm. and still helps to run the business. She opened the shop with her husband, James, at a time when there were very few black-owned businesses in the state and throughout the country. So in the 1950s, she and her husband built the building and then lived in the apartment upstairs while they operated the cafe downstairs. She says, quote, we were happy. We were just getting ready to do something together, and we did. And I've been blessed. After 30 years in in the business, the shop closed down in 82. But then when their daughter felt a calling to keep the food-making traditions of her family alive, she decided to reopen it with her husband in 1998. She said, quote, I just really do think it was a God thing. It was the legacy I wanted to carry on. This is what I am supposed to do. Now, Angela Scott, the daughter, runs the shop alongside her mother, who, as I said, is 103 years old. And also, Angela runs it with her two sisters, Darnell and Darnette. And they remember spending a lot of time in the cafe when they were small kids. She said, my mom used to have a little playpen, and she'd keep me in here while she was running the pie shop. Nice. Is the pie shop close by? The pie shop is not close by. Don't you love a pie shop? Don't you? Well, I was thinking, first of all, Monroe, Virginia is a long drive yes, for is. us to get right, to. Right, right. I don't think I've ever been in an exclusively... What? A I, pie I don't shop? think I've been in only a pie shop. Really? I mean, I've been in a bakery, but... You've been up to Somerset. There's a pie shop up there, right? The I've never shop. been to the pie shop oh, in yeah. Somerset. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, I mean, there's just... There are pie places. How about the pie lady here in town? I follow her on Instagram, and I've been to I events. don't know the pie lady. Oh, I don't she's know fabulous. the pie should I know the pie lady? She I'll have a pie shop? It. Yeah, no, she's got, you know, it's just her, and she, then she goes to events and sells her things. Okay. Well, anyway. Pie. I salute Woodruff's Cafe and Pie Shop, Monroe, Virginia, yeah, okay. and the 103-year-old Mary Woodruff, who's helping to run the business. All right, that'll make you happy. Okay, so uh, my story is about a guy, um, his name is Reese Darby, and uh, he broke his arm in three places. So he had a cast on from his thumb up to his uh, to his forearm, but his wife was pregnant. Now her water had broken the week before, but they said to her, "You're not dilated enough. Just we'll keep a close eye on you and come back, you know, in a week or so." Anyway, Can you do that? at four o'clock in the morning, 
All of a sudden, she was like in excruciating pain. She said, I think the baby's coming. So here's a guy with essentially one arm. His one arm's in a cast, and he's got one good arm. He called the ambulance. The ambulance was late in coming. So he's got the phone on the floor, a broken arm. And he said in this article I'm reading that the baby came lickety-split. He said, I wish I'd had my baseball mitt on because the baby came so fast I could have caught it with one hand. But the baby, the mom, and the dad, all in good shape. How's his arm? Fine. You get the cast off a few days after the baby arrived. Healing? All right. That's good. And that's John and Cappy's Week in Review. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I was talking to my son, who's a student at Grove City College, about the current semester and his workload and his homework and all that. And he said, Dad, I'm just trying to stay focused. And so our conversation turned into, what do you do to stay focused Mm. in college? How does that work for you? And for him, the biggest thing is a daily routine to wake up, the prayers, the breakfast, the school, all that thing. One of the things that I think is powerful about Grove City is the requirement that you show up at chapel. It's a regular, twice a week thing that you have to do, that you've got to sign in. And you know what it is to have a child in college, right? Uh, The spiritual life often waxes and wanes. The hope is, through the focus that Grove City provides, of those weekly chapel, that accountability, that the focus stays strong on God first and foremost, and all things go from there. My daughter's a varsity swimmer at Grove City. In fact, just this past weekend, they won packs, which was the first time in, I don't know, seven or eight years that both the boys and girls won packs. It was a terrific, terrific weekend. We all we just had a wonderful time. But the thing I think I noticed most in talking to my daughter is that structure of having to be at practice twice a day, having to be lifting every day, having to be with the team, as much of a commitment as it is. It gives the structure you're talking about that allows them to also excel in school. It seems like there isn't enough time in the day, but I think it's the structure that makes it work. Right. It's not easy being a college student, but Grove City gives your child the best shot. Look online, gcc.edu. Every cup of Circle K coffee is ground in the moment. So whether you're craving coffee now or now, you'll get the freshest cup in the world at Circle K. Every cup ground fresh, starting at a dollar at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. The market goes up and the market goes down. 
But one thing remains the same. Record low unemployment means there are still more job openings than people to fill them. And that means you have leverage. They're vying for your attention at Word FM's virtual job fair. Visit wordfm.com slash virtual for great local companies ready to offer you an employment upgrade. Isn't it time you get a raise? The virtual job fair, where many are called, but you are chosen at wordfm.com slash virtual. friends who are well-intentioned sending us photos of themselves on the beach in florida so wrong. the snowbirds among us listen these are people that formerly i liked yeah and now i'm starting to dislike and it's not as though they're taunting us i or think they are degrading yes, us. yes they are doing both things i guess they just want to show themselves oh. enjoying the sun because it is the bleak midwinter and as mild as a winter it's been it's still not the beach. So when they're all smiling and like, oh, look at us all loving each other, and here we are with the waves crashing in the background, I'm done with it. Yeah, that's okay. Spring is not that far away. It's not been a bad winter at all. I've hardly used any salt. The snow has been minimal. So just lean forward, Don't right? try to make me feel better about yeah, it. because it is Friday. So thanks for being with us here today. As always, a great pleasure that you're along as part of our broadcast family here on The Ride Home. Of course, the podcast is running as soon as we leave the air. JohnandKathyShow.com. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group.